0: Hello and welcome to You Might Also Like, a podcast where you'll receive the movie suggestions you didn't know you needed. Basically, now that it's 2021, I've been doing things a little differently, and instead of me selfishly coming up with two movies to talk about every week, I've taken to social media, my Instagram, and been asking people via Instagram polls what movie they would like me to watch, and then Whichever one you guys vote for is what I will be watching, and then obviously I will pick the second movie that I watch based on what you guys liked this week. This week actually was a specific request from a from my friend Tess, who is one of the biggest supporters of this podcast, listens to every episode, so I had to do her this solid and finally watch this movie that she's been wanting me to watch, and I am so happy that I did. This week, I have got a movie that is a cheeky Disney movie based on a true story about a Jamaican bobsled team going to the Olympics. And if you like that, then you just might also like the second movie I'm going to talk about today, which is The Rise and Downfall of Olympic figure skater Tanya Harding, starring Margot Robbie. Both two movies involving real-life Olympians, but one is a little more of a dark comedy. One is definitely oriented more towards children but we're talking about them both this week the first one is cool runnings why did it take me so long to see this movie cool runnings a disney movie movie from 1993 it's got a 76 percent on rotten tomatoes it's got a 7 on imdb it's written or it's directed by john turtletop who also directed while you were sleeping a movie i talked about in a previous episode of this podcast. It's starring John Candy um, as the coach of this Olympic bobsled team. John Candy, obviously, he passed away before I was even born in the 90s, but he was in many big things like Spaceballs and the Blues Brothers and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. The music for this movie was written by Hans Zimmer. Yeah, I'm watching the the... Opening credits for this movie and I see music written by Hans Zimmer. Yes, the Hans Zimmer who also wrote Oscar winning scores for movies like The Lion King and Dunkirk and Interstellar and Inception and Sherlock Holmes and Gladiator like literally the when people are like oh name a guy who does scores like Hans Zimmer is probably one of the only people people can name and he is worked on this movie cool Runnings. (laughs) he wrote the me and it has great music too so basically this movie if you haven't seen it we've got Darice who is played by Leon Darice is this Jamaican runner who's trying really hard to get to the Olympics as um you know he's an incredible sprinter And he gets disqualified during like his last chance race. And he's so determined to get to the Olympics, he immediately goes from being sad for like five seconds over getting disqualified and to being like, oh, whatever. Like, I guess I'll just go for bobsledding instead. But I mean, you have to admire the determination in this guy. He, yes, in his heart, he is a runner, but in his heart, he just wants to succeed and be an athlete. And if that means that he has to become the first Jamaican, a part of the first Jamaican bobsled team to get to the Olympics, and that's what he's going to do. And this is based on the true story of the 1988 Winter Olympics when the first bobsled team for Jamaica competed. So he recruits a former gold medalist, Irving Blitzer, who was played by John Candy, to coach them. He gets his, like, friend Sanka, who is the best part of this movie. Sanka is played by this guy, Doug E. Doug. Like, not, like, Dougie Doug, but, like, Doug Space. E, the letter, space, Doug. Senka is just this, like, goofy dude who is all, like, the comic relief in this movie. He just has so many, like, lighthearted, funny moments that are so goofy and so pure in this movie. Him saying during one of these scenes at the Olympics, I'm feeling very Olympic today, is just so cute. And he's also... He also is, like, always the one acting like a kid. There's one scene where he's in the bobsled getting ready for practice, and he's like, coach, I have to go to the bathroom. And the coach is telling him to hold it, and he's like, coach, I can't hold it. And the coach always has to, like, put his helmet on for him, too. Senka is just, he's so cute, and he's so funny in this movie. This movie's just got such, like, light Disney-approved humor to make it stand out in the, like, underdog sports movie formula it's and it's so original the other two guys that make up the bobsled team are these dudes um one guy is junior who's played by Raul D. Lewis and then another guy is Yul Brenner who is played by Malik Yoba Yul Brenner is kind of like a grouch at first he doesn't even really want to join the team he just kind of does cuz i think he wants to get to the olympics and he wants to become like rich and famous junior does it really because his dad is this rich dude who has all of these plans for him to move to miami and become like a lawyer but junior doesn't want to do that he has you know other dreams he wants to be an olympian disney imagined when they cast this movie that it was going to be like denzel washington as darice the main character and eddie murphy probably would have been Senka. Wesley Snipes would have been one of the other two guys and Marlon Wayans would have been one of the other two guys between Junior and Yul Brenner. Honestly, I think that this movie is charming and cheeky enough. It doesn't need to rely on big names to carry it. I think the fact that these four guys who nobody really knows them outside of this movie, I think that that's why this movie is so memorable and so great. Like, I mean, can you imagine if people look back and they're like, oh yeah, rem- Like, do you remember that, like, Jamaican bobsled Disney movie where, like, Denzel Washington is, like, this sprinter who's driving a bobsled that also holds Eddie Murphy, Wesley Snipes, and Marlon Wayans? Like, what a crew of people. Like, no, I think that the gentlemen that were driving this bobsled in this movie were the perfect cast for this movie. In the movie, they aren't greeted... With open arms when they get to Calgary. Um, one of the uh, members of the team, uh, I think it was Yul Brenner, actually has a good line where he says, People are always afraid of what's different. And that's really just the moral of this story. Just because they're Jamaican sprinters who have never seen ice doesn't mean that they can't excel at something new. I mean, I will admit, I grew up with snow and ice and I still wouldn't want to hop in a bobsled. I don't really like winter activities. My only winter activities include, like, staying inside and watching movies for this podcast and staying warm. And, like, yeah, the coldest thing I do in the winter is continue to drink cold brew, even when it's 20 degrees outside. But I don't... My family's big into ice fishing and... Sledding and snowmobiles, it's too cold for me. Oh my gosh, no, I don't like to be outside longer than the walk from my house to my car. But for so that's why I'm saying, like, for me, someone who spent over 20 years of my life in one of the coldest states in the country, I think for these Jamaicans to just be so determined and have so much passion and just want to get to the Olympics so bad that they're literally willing to be like, Well, we live in a climate where it literally never is cold or never snows but we're all of a sudden gonna become the first the world's first Jamaican bobsled team you know we're gonna excel in the olympics at this sport that we don't even have the conditions that the sport requires in our country and they do it they practice with John Candy using this like little old cart and they go down this rickety like hill with the four of them in this tiny car and they practice with their steering and they practice with their pushing because you have to run and run and run and then jump all in the car together and then you have the man in the front who's steering in the car and then you have the guy in the back who's the one with the brakes i guess and then everyone else kind of is just there to shift their weight when they go around those sharp turns i mean honestly bobsled is an intense sport you see actual footage of it and the crashes look intense it looks like i would be way too scared i have gone tubing before and fallen off, and that hurts, so I can't imagine going the speeds they're going in a bobsled and falling out. They end up naming their team Cool Runnings, which means peace be the journey. This movie is just so lighthearted. It's so charming. It's just... There's so many great moments. There's a moment where John Candy stands up for them to a bunch of entitled white dudes who are trying to change the rules of the Winter Olympics basically to disqualify all these men because they're scared that oh these like Jamaican men are going to make a mockery of our sport. They're going to embarrass us because they they're going to be so bad. They've never done it before. They're we don't want them. We're going to change the rules. And then John Candy comes in there and he's like, I'm sorry if four black men in a bobsled makes you blush. This movie just has like a ton of pride. I mean, underdogs proving people wrong. John Candy standing up for them and saying that to the douchey white dudes. Four men that don't always get along becoming a team. The little song that they sing shows just how much heart and soul they have too. And it's just, you're going to have the song stuck in your head for a week after you watch this movie. Some people say you know them can't believe Jamaica we have a bobsled team We have yes. good <laughs> And no one junior You sunk uh, The fastest of the fastest of Jamaican sprinters Go to Olympics, fight for Jamaica And the ending of this movie just really shows How much pride they have And they're not quitters Even if, spoiler alert, even if in the end they don't win They are not going to let themselves be an embarrassment to their country. They're going to be an honor to their country. It doesn't... It's not just about winning. It's about competing with integrity and pride and and holding your head high and being a good sport. I mean, they literally crash at the very end and they still have their classic, like, you dead, man, or whatever they say. And they get up and they pick up that bobsled and they walk across the finish line and everybody cheers them on so much because they're just so respectable these men even if they are the losers they are the most respected competitors in that competition at this point in the movie cool running's really just it it just warmed my heart so much to watch this movie i think sometimes people might be not as inclined to watch movies when sometimes if they're older or if they have a cast of people that they've never heard of any of them. I've been telling everybody now, I'm like, have you seen Cool Runnings? Like, you need to watch it. Like, Disney wanted to try to be like, oh, we need big names like Wesley Snipes. Also, the thought of Wesley Snipes, the dude who, like, went to prison and played Blade, being a part of this movie is insane to me, but... Disney thinking that they need Eddie Murphy as the funny guy in this to just make a great movie really just goes to show the impact that these men ended up having on the movie because they had these guys that aren't as big of names but this movie is still goes down as a cult classic and the Disney vault. If you liked this movie Cool Runnings you might also like The Mighty Ducks you might also like Sister Act with Whoopi Goldberg. You might also like D2 The Mighty Ducks Are Back. You might also like Rookie of the Year, The Sandlot. We've got a lot of like heartwarming like underdog sports movies. Not all of them Disney, but a lot of them Disney. But I'm gonna suggest that if you liked this movie, you might also like I Tanya. Another movie with an underdog. Olympian that people are worried is going to make a mockery of the sport because of their appearance or the way they act. And also based on a true story. I, Tanya is directed by Greg Jalepski, It's written by Steve Rogers. It's based on the true story of actual Olympic figure skater Tanya Harding and her rise amongst the ranks at the U.S. figure skating championships. But her future... In the activity is thrown into doubt when her ex-husband intervenes. We all know the story from the 90s of when Nancy Kerrigan got her knees bashed in and Tanya Harding got in a lot of deep water because of it. This movie is basically just the story of the her rise and fall from all of these events. Starting at her childhood, this movie has Allison Janney won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. Margot Robbie got nominated for Best Lead Actress for playing Tanya Harding. It got nominated for Best Film Editing. Allison Janney killed it in this role. This is by far my favorite role of Allison Janney. She's such a horrible mom. She plays Tanya Harding's mom. And she is such a terrible mom. She hits her daughter. She never shows emotion. She never shows she's proud. There's one moment in the movie where... She has a genuine moment with Tanya and it's like, I'm real proud of you, kiddo. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you need anything from me? And then she gives her a hug. And then she's like, hey, like, you didn't really do it, did you? Like, you didn't, like, hire someone to hit Nancy Kerrigan. And before Tanya can even say anything, she starts searching her mom for a wire. The one genuine moment of the movie where you think that her mom might have a soul she was doing all of that because she probably got money from the cops or the FBI to try to get her daughter to confess to her. There is literally one scene, though, where she throws a knife at her and she constantly is hitting, she hits her with a hairbrush at one time. I mean, who knows if if the real woman actually threw a knife at her, but Tanya Harding has commented in real life that she thought that the performance that Allison gave was like really funny and kind of accurate like maybe she didn't maybe her real mom didn't really throw a knife that impaled her but I think that it just kind of the overall arching theme of Allison Jenny being this horrible mom who was never showed any empathy or love or proudness for her daughter I think that just was accurate But it's just so, it's so funny. This movie just relies on so much dark humor. I mean, like, Allison is literally telling her 8-year-old daughter that she's horrible and yelling at her because she can't take a bathroom break because she pays for her to skate. She just, she enrages her so much, though, that it actually makes her better. It makes her a better skater. This movie is, it's like a mockumentary style with the actors retelling the story of Tanya breaking Nancy Kerrigan's knees the story's told in a uh, Rashomon-type format, meaning if it's a story told from others' perspectives, making it a shocking difference between stories, because you'll literally have Jeff, who is played by Sebastian Stan in this movie. Jeff is Tanya's ex-husband. Jeff and Tanya's stories of their relationship are extremely different, as are Tanya and her mom's stories. There is a scene where, uh, Sebastian Stan is saying that she got a shotgun, and then, like, during the scene when Margot comes around the corner and, like, cocks a shotgun and starts to point it at Sebastian Stan, she literally looks right in the camera and is like, this never happened. So the movie relies on a lot of that, like, third wall breaking, like, the mockumentary style, um... The, like, vastly different perspectives and the storytelling from the characters when you get Jeff telling the story and then Margot telling the same story, and they're completely different. That's, like, what really sets this movie apart as a dark comedy, which is also a biopic. Just the way they tell it is so brilliant, and it makes it such a great movie. The whole time that Allison Janney is, like, doing her interview scenes to the camera, she has this, like, tiny bird on her shoulder, and, like, the bird will be, like, nipping at her ear, and she's like, stop it as she's, like, telling a story. It just, like, adds to her character's aesthetics so well. Julian Nicholson plays Margot Robbie's coach. Bobby Cannavale is also in it as a reporter. Margot Robbie also does a very... While Allison Janney's performance in this really shine, Margot does a really great job playing Tanya Harding, too. She got a lot of skating advice and lessons from the real Tanya Harding herself, actually. Um, and she purposely wore wigs that were made to look crunchy, in quotations, With beer. By the end of this movie, they just do a really great job at making Tanya, like, a sympathetic character. And Margot is really, obviously, the writing, but also Margot is to thank for that. I mean, when you see the way that she grows up, the way she tries to look like the pretty skater archetype to impress the judges, but they don't really appreciate it. She has a toxic relationship. She gets into a bad situation with uh, Jeff's friend, who, um... uh, Jeff Gulley's friend in this movie is played, whose name is Sean, is played by Paul Walter Hauser, and he's really the guy who's just stupid, and he ends up hiring these dude. They all they want to do is send letters to threaten Nancy Kerrigan so that she can't skate. But really, what ends up happening is these stupid hitmen who are so stupid that. J- that Jeff's friend hires they go to where she is practicing and beat her knees in which was never part of the plan at all but it's just like you feel so bad for Tanya Harding in this they just make her the biggest they make you feel so bad for her that final scene is so devastating after all that she went through And then when she's in that court scene and they're telling her that she is banned from skating, banned from the sport for the rest of her life, she's literally pleading to the judges to give her jail over skating. and She's so hurt and devastating. It's so heartbreaking to watch. And Margot Robbie just does such a good job at carrying that emotion into that performance. Margot doesn't, well, Tanya, I guess I should say, doesn't fit the mold of figure skaters like the jamaicans don't fit the mold for bobsledders people are always afraid of what's different like our one of our bobsledders said in cool runnings tanya is an olympic figure skater who tells the judges to suck my dick and she has a short fuse she's a redneck from oregon who wears fur jackets that she made herself out of pelts from dead animals that she shot she's not a girly girl the Jamaicans are sprinters from Jamaica. They've never seen snow. They've never seen ice. Everyone thinks that they're gonna embarrass the sport, and I'm not just talking about the Jamaicans. I'm talking about Tanya Harding as well. Margot has a scene where she genuinely asks a judge. She follows the judge out to the, his car, and she's and you even like when you see her following the judge out to his car. The judge seems like scared of her because that's just kind of like her personality. She's very aggressive. She's honestly a little scary if I had Tanya Harding running out to my car I'd probably roll up my windows and lock the door too but she's like can I talk to you for a minute she's like she's like why you're why are you not giving me like the scores I deserve like I'm doing what you guys want like I'm skating well like I don't get why I'm not getting the scores to reflect that and he's like basically like let's be honest honey you're not the image we want to sell we want a wholesome American family and Tanya's like I don't have a wholesome family. Like, I never had that. I mean, we see who her mom is. Her dad left when she was a kid. She doesn't have a wholesome American family. And she's like, why can't it just be about the skating? And she says that to him with such, like, a naive, innocence. It's really sad to watch her in that scene because she's being so vulnerable and she's just, like, genuinely skating her hardest and she puts in so many hours and she does an incredible job and she's not always that isn't always reflected when she's given her scores or given medals or whatever because the judges just don't think that she resembles the sport in the way that they want to have the sport resembled and she just really doesn't know what she can do to change that I mean because she can't change who she is or how she grew up meanwhile while this storyline is going on Allison Janney is like getting mad about her storyline disappearing, <laughs> and she gets vocal about it. I read a very one of my favorite facts about this movie, about any movie in the trivia. Allison Janney had a real sliding glass door moment, and like a sliding doors moment is um, sliding doors is a movie from 1998 with Gwyneth Paltrow where um, a woman in London's love life and career both hinge unknown to her. On whether or not she catches a train, we see it both ways in parallel. So basically, like, sliding doors. They talk about it in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, too. It's like this, like, concept of, like, oh, if she went on the train, like, this is what her life would have been like this way. Or if she didn't go on the train, this is what her life would have been like. While Allison Janney has an actual sliding door moment when she seriously trained to become a figure skater throughout her childhood... But when she was 17, she accidentally walked into a sliding glass door and gravely injured her right leg. And she told someone in an interview in 2014 that her leg came close to being amputated. She said, I lost like three quarters of my blood. I lost an artery and cut tendon. I was in the hospital for seven to seven and a half, eight weeks. I missed my first year of college, you know. And after that, of course, I didn't skate anymore for a very long time. And then, of course, she ended up getting into acting. She literally had a sliding doors moment. What if Allison Janney never actually... She had a sliding door moment with an actual sliding door that injured her. What if that sliding door never cut her leg and she ended up becoming a figure skater and didn't become an actress? Then we could have had biopics written about figure skater Allison Janney. Whoa, my mind is blown. The scene... One of my favorite scenes in this movie is when... Towards the end when Margot Robbie's getting ready for, like, her final Olympic performance. And she's putting on this, like, gaudy makeup before the Olympics. And it's right after the attack. She's been going through so much with reporters. Her life is just falling apart. And she's crying as she's putting on this terrible makeup. She honestly looks like the Joker a little bit. And you just see her so vulnerable and so raw in that moment that's probably where the oscar nomination came from this is definitely just one of my favorite probably my favorite biopic movie if you want to watch this movie it's on hulu right now and cool runnings is on disney plus you guys should go and watch both of these movies for sure if you have not seen them yet and keep an eye on my Instagram for weekly polls where you can help me decide what I'm going to watch for the following week. I already did my poll for next week's episode where you guys voted and I'm going to be watching Cruel Intentions along with another movie that I have not decided on yet which you guys will find out in next week's episode. You can go on my social media at you might also like pod to see these polls and just follow me in general and see my content you can rate and review me on apple Podcasts, which i would very much love if you guys all went and did that until next time goodbye